You're listening to The Common Sense Show. If you've just started a new business, or if you're just thinking about it, this podcast is for you. Micah Logan has a stellar track record coaching small businesses to achieve six-figure revenue streams. The advice on this show is what has allowed him to have over 15 years of experience as an entrepreneur. Here is your host, Micah Logan. Hello, 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 and welcome to The Common Sense Show. Uh, the Common Sense Show is where we take business strategies, business ideas, uh, business outlooks, business news, expert um, interviews, and we turn all those complicated, seemingly business ideas into common sense that you can use in your business to grow it, scale it, and continue to uh, to be on, on top of uh, your business strategy. One of the things... Um, I wanted to do tonight is I wanted to talk about um, the subject of what professional sports, specifically the NFL, the MLB, the NBA can teach business owners about overcoming a recession. And so um, I, as I do for most shows, I was prepping for this one um, after I recovered from having surgery last week. That was brutal. That's a whole nother topic. And, uh, we can talk about that, but, uh, um, you know, I often peruse the internet when I'm doing my, my reading. And one of the things that I will say that I suggest for you to do, if you are in businesses, you should constantly be reading both local national and international news to see, um, how exactly, um, you know, what's going on in the business environment that actually could, uh, could help you out, um, and understand, what adjustments that you may need to make in your business. And so, um, in, in prep for the show, I always find articles that I think that are, are beneficial that could help teach us lessons as business owners and that we could use to, to implement kind of, you know, right away. So one of the things I, I wanted to address is the fact that analysts have been more recently than ever before in the last few years, despite COVID predicting that, and, and maybe you've heard this on the news. Yes, this shutdown is artificial. The lockdowns are artificial, but at the end of the day, we're going to bounce back. Everything will bounce back. We'll be back. Um, it's all because of lockdowns and everything's going to come back. There is no recession. Um, so you have nothing to worry about. However, you and I, if you've been paying half a bit of attention, understand that there have been plenty of experts out there, economists um, by trade, that have specifically referenced that they believe that there's a recession coming in 2023. How bad the recession is going to be, no one can predict. Um, how, I mean, is there ever a good recession? Sometimes, I guess, in terms of, in the sense that there's a lot of innovation and creativity that happens, and you hear these stories all the time over people who have you know, created businesses or products or innovative ideas and leverage them into 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 cash or into big businesses um but overall recession can be a tough place for for businesses that rely on discretionary or disposable income um to be able to function and to thrive so that goes to the point i wanted to make tonight about what professional sports teams mlb nba NFL can teach business owners about surviving a recession. And the reason why 
I put it that way is because sports in general are a disposable income kind of deal. Um, and there is no one that, um, you know, goes to a sports team, uh, excuse me, a sports game, um, and attends it as a necessity for life. So really, how is it that sports teams have the opportunity or the ability to appeal to the heart of a consumer, even during a recession, to get a person to want to spend, overspend on parking, on jerseys, team branding, on food, on um, everything that's about, you know, associating yourself with a professional sporting event. And the answer when I was thinking about this is simply experience. They have mastered the experience of attending a game. So what I wanted to go through is I wanted to, I found this article on CNBC um, that I thought could teach small business owners and business owners in general lessons about how to create this unique opportunity in your business. So uh, I'm going to pull this up now. And here we are. All right. So um, as you can see, it starts off, prices are surging, but sports fans are still paying top dollar to watch live sports. And uh, I've highlighted, of course, some key aspects that I want to key in on, key in on on this video because this will help lay the foundation for a learning lesson for us. So the article starts by talking about how people will uh, change their spending habits as price surge surges at rates not seen in four decades, making choices that favor experiences. Um, so right now, article is saying that people are specifically choosing to spend their money, their hard-earned money, on experiences versus just throwing it away on mediocre topics or, or businesses that they're involved in. Um, and so uh, the article continues, demand for sports attendance is usually unresponsive to price changes, said Dennis Coates, sports econ uh, economics professor at University of Maryland, Baltimore County. Good times, bad times, high prices. It doesn't change consumers' behavior around spending on sports. And so that got me thinking, how is it that the economic environment could drastically change. Inflation has gone off the charts, uh, which is affecting consumer confidence, consumer pricing. Uh, the price for food is up. The price for gas is up. The price for uh, all, all these commodities are up. Um, and you can't even find baby formula uh, now. And if you do, you're paying an arm and leg for it. And so how is it that people are still spending? And how is it that the, that sports are, sports are almost impenetrable when it comes to these price changes? Um, it's because they want the experience of going to the game. Now, if you've ever been to a live sports game before, a live sports competition before, one of the things that you probably would have seen is the fact that you go there, there's... A, there's it's almost like... Because it's sports, there's a good versus bad element to it. Meaning that you're a good guy, 
your home team is playing the villain on the other side, the visiting team. And so people as humans in general are dedicated to a good versus evil narrative. And I think that in some respects, we're not saying that sports players are, you know, are evil. I'm just saying that the narrative of this competition between um, athletic um, and uh, hometown where your heart is, has a big element rooted in the area that you live in. And people will bleed for this opportunity to be a part of it. And, uh, you know, as the article continues, um, the CEO of Ultimate Fighting Championship, um, Ari Emanuel, said, I think people want high-end experiences, want to get out, and they've been pent up for several years now. They want to live life a little bit. And that's interesting to me because you would think that when prices are going up across the board on commodities, food, living expenses, gas, things like this, that you should lower your prices to meet the demand for people versus raising your prices on individuals. And so how then, as a business owner, do you capture the same excitement that it seems like professional sports teams have the ability to capture. Well, one of the things they do is they create these unique experiences um, in their, you know, at the at the game that you don't see anywhere else. So at the beginning of the basketball game, they have the when they do the um, the introductions for the basketball players. They shut off the lights. The flashing lights are going. The dancers are going. They're they're running around with the um, with the team flags and the U.S. flag. <clears throat> they have, you know, pyrotechnics. They have all this stuff going on. The experience it sets the tone for the game. It puts the fans in the mood. The announcer, they they carefully choose the announcer, the the man with the deep voice on that announcement, uh, the woman with the radio voice on that announcement, blasting out to the entire arena, you know, it's time for game time. And then they start talking about how, um, you know, who's in the game and making the introductions and they're getting everyone amped up and they're telling you to clap because they want you to be involved. All that has a draw to it because there's an experience. It hits all your senses at one time. There's a reason why the music and the introductions are really loud like that. There's a reason why the stadium vibrates there's a reason why they get everyone involved cheering or clapping their hands or making sounds and making noises. It's because they want you to be involved in the experience. They want to draw you in and have put on the play, which is the game. They want to keep you there and keep you interested. And then after that, they want to um, make sure that you never forget the experience by either giving you a giveaway, having you purchase merchandise, or trying to upsell you for cheaper while you're already there. So we'll go into a little bit of that strategy later. So here's more of the uh, article. It says, that was illustrated earlier this month, that in terms of people want to get out a little more because they've been pent, they've been pent up over the last couple of years. When ticket prices for upcoming 2022 NFL games were averaging $307 immediately following the release of the league schedule said secondary market platform SeatGeek. Though that price is down from an average of $411 out of the gate last year, it's higher 
than the average of $305 in 2020, when attendance was restricted due to COVID. The average in 2019 before the disease gripped the globe was 258. So in just two years, well, two and a half, I guess, the prices for tickets have gone from $258 to $411 last year um, out of the gate. And people were paying that. Stadiums were filled where capacity was allowed for people to come in and sit there. Even more, a concession menu for the PGA Championship this week, that's 2022, May 2022, middle of May, from the PGA Championship showed $18 beers. $18 beers! I'm sure no matter where you live, you could find a bar that has $3 beers. So these beers cost six times as much as your local bar which is is like maybe three bucks for a beer. Call it, even if you called it four bucks for a beer, it's still, um, you know, four times, more than four times the amount for a beer. Spending rates per fan grew for the NFL and the NBA in the most recent seasons, according to Fan Cost Index produced by Team Marketing Report, a sports marketing firm in Chicago. The index calculates what it would cost for non-premium seats, two beers, two uh, four sodas, two hot dogs, merchandise, and parking costs, according to the firm's CEO, Chris Hartweg. Um, here's a guy right here, Hugo Figueroa, 29. He paid $1,200 for three tickets to a playoff game between the Boston Celtics and the Brooklyn Nets. Now, I'm a Boston Celtics fan. I'm from Boston, if you can't hear it in my accent. Um, and so, for me... It's worth it going to see the Celtics. It always is. But my point is, is that $1,200 for three playoff tickets to see the Celtics, that's 400 bucks a ticket. Um, and so his response was, work hard, play hard. He told CNBC last month as he stood inside the Nets fan shop at the Barclays Center in, Bro in Brooklyn. He said he purchased a beer at the game, but ate before I got here because I didn't want to pay for food. Well, I guess not after paying $1,200, Mr. Figueroa. He was willing to pay $400 for tickets and for a beer and shop inside um, the Barclays Center Pro Shop for Jersey all because he wanted the experience. And here's a picture, of course, of that Barclays uh, Pro Shop right there. Uh, here's another um, statement from a customer uh, who went to um, the, the Nets Celtics game last month. Um, he said, actually, this is a, a woman, Emily Yushko. Uh, she said, it's a once-in-a-lifetime type of thing, Yushko said. You want to see these players live, get the feel for the audience, and experience it. Nothing about the price. Everything she said was about the audience, the players, the experience. You just want to feel it. She wanted to feel what it was like to... Um, to go to a game had nothing to do with the price. Her price didn't even come up in, um, in what she said. Um, there are still fans who keep coming, even if prices keep going up and economic uncertainty rises. Philadelphia fan, Kevin Washington, 58 and his wife, Tawana 53 have been Sixers season ticket holders for five years and don't want to lose their seats. 
Never entered my mind, Washington said. You just have to budget a little better. You still need some enjoyment. You need some time away from the reality of life. You see how people associate going to the game with escaping the reality of life. You see how uh, Mr. Washington said, you just have to budget a little better. It wasn't about fitting the um, his life into the budget. It was about fitting the, the sporting event into his life. It wasn't the other way around. He wanted to make sure that he didn't lose that experience, which means that he was willing to make personal sacrifices in order to be able to continue to enjoy the experience no matter the cost. This is someone who was a customer of a brand that has captured his attention. That's the article. So what does this article actually tell us? What is it actually saying? What's the point? The point is, is that as business owners, as individuals who um, are trying to continue to grow a brand, continue to try to bring back customers, continue to try to appeal to individuals who will ultimately stay, pay, and refer. It is incumbent upon us to ensure that our brand functions like a professional sports league. What does that mean? It means that your branding has to be tight and it has to mean for mean something. When you say 76ers, Brooklyn Nets, Boston Celtics, there's typically something that's associated with a community that comes to mind. You say Sixers, you think Philadelphia. You say Boston, you think you say you say Celtics, excuse me, you think Boston. Maybe you think Larry Bird. Maybe you think the um the Clover. You say football, you think Kansas City Chiefs, you think Patrick Mahomes. You think in terms of the location of the city, the colors, the experience. You can smell the popcorn at the movies. You can taste the hot dogs at the um, the ballpark, at the baseball park. You can hear the crack of the bat. You really understand what the experience is like going there. So as a business owner, it's so important as people get, as the dollar gets more and more compressed because of recession, that you spend even more money on creating higher end experiences for people. You have we have to make it hard for people to say no. That's the thing. If you make it easy for people to do business with you, they will. If you make it hard for people to say no, they won't. It's so important to ensure that your brand is associated with some sort of memory for the individuals that are coming there and that memory should be good and it should pay dividends. People should always know what it smells, feels, and looks like to do business with your brand. They should always come away with something that takes them to a place when they think about your brand. What do they think of when they go there? Do they think of mostly good experiences or do they think of bad experiences? Before we get into the recession, it's time to clean up your business. Because when there is an economic excuse for a person to stop doing business with you, they will. Some people are just waiting 
for a reason to do business, to stop doing business with you. They're waiting for something to change, one element in life to change before they completely tune out your business. So how do you change that? You make it hard for them to say no. You make it almost impossible for them to say no. You give them so much value in your business so that they feel like they're being overwhelmed by attention, options, and branding that there's no other choice but to say yes to what you have to offer. And you don't make your service cheaper just to keep that customer clearly. Because at the end of the day, if a person really and truly values your business and what you're putting out there and on the table, they're going to budget to keep it into in their lives. I know for us in our fitness um, studios, people have adjusted their home budgets to continue to be a part of it because they really love what it felt like to be a part of the community and, and associated with the brand. So my question to you is, before the recession comes, what are some things that you can do in your business to fix your business um, or to clean up some areas that you need to clean up? Here's a few things for you to write down. I have three points for you. Number one, we need to stress test your business to see where the holes are that could cost you members due to a bad member experience. Number two, identify what your brand is associated with and how customers view the experience of doing business with your company, with your offering. And number three, make sure that your price and your offering and your experience is functioning at the highest level in the domain of expertise that you run your business in or your channel, whatever you do, whether that is whether you are in online, uh, e-commerce, whether you are um, a brick and mortar business, a service-based business, a mobile-based business, your operation should be functioning at the highest level possible. And you need to audit that to make sure that that's happening. Because when you do, then your customers, they won't say no for you, no to you. Even during a recession, they will find ways to do business with you. And professional sports just proves that. These arenas during recessions are packed. In fact, there was a line in that article that I just showed you that said that there's always going to be someone behind someone who doesn't want to pay to pay a little more to have the experience. There are no shortage of people in this world today, especially, especially with the internet, that have the money to be able to get things done when the economy is bad. So take advantage of it. Be in position to make money. But in order to do that, you have to make sure that your business is ready to survive the a recession by being bulletproof with systems and support, by being bulletproof in structure, form, and function, stress test where the holes are, and make sure you know what customers are getting out of your business. Now, if you need help with that, you certainly can drop me a message either on my Instagram, at MicahLogan1, and uh, we could talk about that. Um, or you can, of course, uh, shoot me a message, a direct message on social media, and you can find me because the email is in the, uh, in the uh, YouTube thing as well. So thank you for listening, uh, and thank you for watching. Um, and uh, that's what I wanted to tell you a little bit about how you can, how you can do that. Just remember, look, 
if you don't go to work on your dream, instead, you're going to be going to work on someone else's. Go to work building your dream. You're going to be going to work on someone else's. So think about what we talked about tonight, about how you can make sure that your, your business is ready for the pandemic. Make sure you stress test it just like you would do a boat before you went out on the ocean and you started trying to sail, uh, sail around. Um, you don't want to find out that the hole has a crack in it prior to even going out there. Um, you want to make sure that that boat is shored up and ready to go. Your business is the boat. So we want to make sure that we get her done before uh, before we set sail into choppy waters, which is the possibly the upcoming recession. So if you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to like this video, share and subscribe to the channel so that you can get some notifications when I drop more videos um, about uh, certain business topics where I have an interview coming up. Uh, if you are listening on the podcast, wherever you get your podcast, make sure that you subscribe so that you can also be notified when this is coming out. I'm going to be doing a lot more live videos and I would love some feedback from you. You can feel free to drop your chats. You can only chat live and ask questions um, if you are on YouTube, I believe. Um, I don't think you can do it on LinkedIn if you're watching on LinkedIn, but thank you for watching tonight and have a good evening. Take care. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of The Common Sense Show, hosted by Michael Logan. The producer for The Common Sense Show is Paul Logan. To reach out to Micah and The Common Sense Show, talk to us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just search The Common Sense Show. And if you enjoy the show, Please don't forget to rate and or review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Thank you for listening.